my stance on all things computer is that I'm right. <laughs> As in. <laughs> no, as it you've listen, done it again. <laughs> no, no, not me personally, <laughs> but I'm saying that computers are here for us, that we are right. How about okay? Let me reframe, let me re- <laughs> re- rewrite. My stance is that I'm right. <laughs> no, 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 don't get me wrong here. Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Kenyon. Hey, I'm Jerome, and long time no see. I mean, there's so much for us to catch up on. And we really will be doing just that. Still got it. Still got it. Wait, still got it. I said one, two, three. I typically say three, two, one. I know. But it works both ways because we surely <laughs> did clap both times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> off to an incredible start. We're off to a great start. Hey, Kenyon. Hey. Well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome My God. Back. <laughs> wow. In this lovely February's return. Yes, February's return. You know, that's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) February's return. Right. No, right. You've heard of Saturn's return. You've heard of February's return. Other famous returns, (laughs) like February's return. For example. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Okay, once, this is now five years ago because it was 2018. So, chew on that. Um, What? Once, I... uh, made a picture, my profile picture on Facebook. And I made the caption, um, June, June, a good time to go off in the world, which is a line from the color purple. Mm. Um, and people thought that I was referencing, um, June is busting out all over. (laughs) Missed it. Which obviously I was not. Um, but if June, if June is a good time to go off into the world, then February is actually a good time to return. And you know, we're always doing. <laughs> we're always coming back. We're always coming back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I really, I had forgotten actually what that story was supposed to be about until you, until you looped it back around. Until, but it always comes it back. It does. It always comes back. Because you know back. what we always do? We always <laughs> come back. <laughs> hey, that's I, tickling like a deep <laughs> memory for me. I hope this oh, is really? not just something I dreamt up. I don't think so. No, I. You <laughs> Wait, know, pause. You saying I don't think so? You know that's giving um, <laughs> Elastigirl in the beginning of The Incredibles. <laughs> I don't think she's so. Like, <laughs> she's like, leave, leave the saving the world to the men. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> and to that I say, girlfriend, you, you are, are so hot. <laughs> yeah. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Not. <laughs> I think we'll leave my dream memory right on the line. I think it did what it was supposed to do, (laughs) which was give us that moment. Um, Kenyon, welcome, welcome back to you. Welcome back to all of our fearless listeners and devotees. Truly, dedication. If you're here, if you're listening to this, I'm shocked. (laughs) You are so on. (laughs) Honestly, right? Truly, thank you. Because I, well, it's been a minute. To say the least. That's so true. That's so true. But, you know, we're back, which is the important part. We are back. Mm, mm, mm. And it's been like, it's been a moment. I mean, it's been... No, I know. It's February. The last episode that we recorded was in April. Yeah. It's almost April now. Please, please. But no, if it had not good. been for February's return, <laughs> then we, we'd never see <laughs> April. Right, right. Wow. And we did try to, we did, you know, we attempted to come back a couple times, maybe, but it wasn't oh, February. Well, right, you know. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. So. If it's not February, then it's not coming back. That's what they say. Okay, let's talk, let's really talk about February. Now, February is Black History Month. So important. Which is so important. That's all I had to say. I mean, Black History Month is good. It really is. Are you, how are you celebrating? How are you um, how observing? How celebrating? But, you know, I did ask, <laughs> I asked Mike the other day, well, yesterday. Um, I was like, okay, it's Black History Month. Like, name an iconic Black figure in history. And he was like, you. And I'm like, wait, that's so true. <laughs> yes, uh, so that's how I'm celebrating by um, being out here in these streets, you know. Okay, work. How are you celebrating Black History Month? Kind of along similar non-historical <laughs> lines. <laughs> A historical, really. Mm-hmm. Proto historical. <laughs> proto historical. <laughs> it's Proto Indo-European History Month. <laughs> <laughs> Could somebody give me a prefix, a suffix? Um, <laughs> I'm celebrating by reading How Long Till Black oh. Futures Month, which Ooh. is a collection by N.K. Jemisin, famed science fiction novelist, writer, extraordinaire, really. Um, yeah. So that's that's what's on tap. Love that. And what that's a good, good question that is. How long until Black Futures Month? Well... Well, 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 I mean, you know what they say. June is the time to go off. June is that time. Into the world. That's true. That's true. Kenyon, it's good to be back on the podcast, I will say. It feels good. It feels like loud. It does. It's like riding a bike. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Hallelujah. No. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's just been so, there's been so, so much has happened since the last time we recorded an episode. Um, do, you, do you remember the the big news, the big headlining news the last time that we were, the last episode that we recorded? Like, the, like truly the last one we recorded and like put out there? No, no, no. The last one we put out. Yes. 
Oh, gosh, no. What was happening? Mama, it was the slap. No, please. It was the slap. It was slap season. (laughs) (laughs) Please cease and desist. And I love that, um, well, at the time we were like, we are not talking about this. (laughs) Proceeded to do a whole episode on it without naming it at all. We didn't name names. That's true. I feel we like we did do that. I feel like that if you look back at that, it uh, it'll be hard to tell what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just have to know that at the end of March 2022, <laughs> something was afoot. <laughs> wow, yeah. And I mean, like that time. I mean, that was an award show and we're we're back in awards season. We certainly are. We certainly are. Are you excited about any any nominations over there? Um, well, you know, honestly, I'd, well, I will say for the Oscar nominations, I'm honestly not excited. I honestly felt a big dis- letdown disappointment. Mm. Um, and not, I mean, they're, you know, People and things, people and things that I that are getting some attention that I love. Everything, everywhere, all at once, of course. You know I love Kate Blanchett and I loved Tar. Had, did you see Tar? No! Can you? <laughs> How is that true? I don't, it's, I don't, it, Tar Thank is you. amazing. Okay, do you remember when you first watched Whiplash as a child? I mean, I, I wouldn't call myself a child. Well, how old were you? You were in high school. Okay. And I consider high schoolers children. Well, I consider us all children of God. <laughs> children of God. So <laughs> Children of the Lord. So what are we talking about here? <laughs> children of the corn. <laughs> Not the corn. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I do remember that, that moment, actually, very, very well. Okay. And so when I first watched Whiplash... I remember being like, ooh, it's like about music and I like music and I like playing in ensembles. Okay, I like this movie. And I stand by Whiplash. People like to be like, oh, well, Whiplash is not realistic and so it can't be a movie. That doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for voicing that opinion because people out here are looking for the best CGI ever, best special effects you've ever seen in your life, but then want to turn around and say... Mm, but that wouldn't happen in real life. Right. It's like, well, what? People are like, wow, Avengers Age of Ultron is amazing. I love when the alien comes in and the superheroes <laughs> defeat them. Uh, wow. <laughs> but then they're like, Whiplash, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he really would count like that in the rehearsal room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me, oh, my. Anyway... There is something about watching Tar. I honestly am surprised that so many other people have have liked it because so much of what I love about it is like, wait, I know people like this. <laughs> Not extremely. I mean, <laughs> Kate Blanchett's character, Lydia Tar, does really end up being a huge villain. <laughs> um, but it is like, yeah, I know people like this. <laughs> I This is... I know this, and I know what she's talking about. There's a lot of, like, like it opens with this long, um, and I don't even think it's scripted. I don't think it's, it might be. I have no idea. Um, but it's this, like, I, uh, 
almost like a um um <laughs> Um, As you can so, tell, we've done our research. <laughs> yes, correct. I love making a podcast. I'm really used to it. It's like riding a bike. Um, what's it called when you're like interviewing someone in front of an audience at like a college? Like a, a well, not like a talk back, but like a an open discussion, a panel. Sure, something like that. So it's like a guy from like the New Yorker is interviewing Lydia Tarr, and she's talking about. Um, Wait, are you about to spoil this for me right now, though? No, it's I'm not. I told you this happens at the very beginning. This is that a does, spoiler. It, okay. It's not a spoiler. Okay. Not a spoiler. Um, it's at the very beginning of the movie, and she's talking about how she's... Um, she's talking about Mahler's Fifth, because she's getting ready to record Mahler's Fifth. And she's, like, talking about Mahler and Beethoven. She's talking about all these, like, composers, and I'm like, wait... You're like saying things about these people. Right. Okay. Well researched role. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully it's like, written down in the script. Well, <laughs> but I'm saying it it reads as so it's like almost like a 20, 25 minute scene. That may be exaggerating. It may be like, <laughs> but it may be like 15 continuous minutes of like listening to this woman talk in a way that like. I mean, obviously it is it is technically a monologue, but it's like just like it's almost like she's reading a, a an opinion paper on like these composers. And I'm like, this is impressive how lived in this feels. Mm. I think that's what I'm trying to say. I got you. Okay, you have to see Tar. It's so good. I know. I really do need to. And it's gonna happen. I mean it's gonna happen. No, it's gonna happen. And you will. And you will. And it's fine. We're talking about And this actually, like you don't have to see it. Yeah, we're talking about this like it's <laughs> really life or death, like it's something that will transform. I mean, well, some some movies have been transformative. That's true. But I, I mean, I think if also if I don't see it, I think I'll be okay. You know what I mean? I think you'll be just fine. Um, are, what is something you've seen that's transformative recently? Ooh, recently. Um, well, it did take me a long time. Uh <laughs> Wait, so I was going to say Everything Everywhere All at Once because I just saw that like a month ago. <gasps> okay, um, that I still haven't seen. So that's my version of Tar. <laughs> Work. <laughs> um, but I mean, some transformations are not always for the best. And Whoa, or, or so they just true. Or they, 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 you know, bring about revelations about uh, what not to do. <laughs> and what not to wear. Right. And... So my my thought train about everything everywhere all at once was kind of interrupted by the Avatar two of it all, <gasps> and that was transformative. No, I, no, that was transformative. First of all, it visually is there a different word but besides stunning? I feel like that visually stunning is just the. If you felt stunned, then. That's how you felt. And I don't know if stunned is actually a good... I mean, that sounds actually sort of dissociative. <laughs> and Well, you know, you think about a stun gun, not mm, an experience you want to have. Right. Visually intoxicating. How about that? That sounds better than stunning. I think so. And I mean, it still leaves room for uh, the negative effects of intoxication. <laughs> um, when I left that movie, I felt drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes, <laughs> I was transformed in that way. And I said, you know, I can that only do that funny. once in a blue moon, pun intended. 
Well, that well more are coming. <laughs> <laughs> Should I watch that movie? Shoulds really if they have no place in my internal self-loving dialogue, I think they also have no place in what what videos I need to be putting in front of my eyeballs. <laughs> well, that's so true. But I think you could, and I think there's something there's something there to be had, uh, and also to recover from, a la a hangover. Oh. <laughs> As one recovers from poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm not trying I'm not trying to just be terrible. Because wait, it's because so many people worked on that thing. Also, it, watching That's the credits true. was a real experience of just like a, a film of its own. I imagine. I mean, many minutes, many the many the minutes, many the miles, many the minutes. <laughs> Sarah Bareilles' hit song, "Many the Minutes." <laughs> but it's just like the kind of organizational company, like the companies within companies that had to be started yeah. to to yeah. do just one portion of what was then delivered on screen. Yeah. It's it's amazing work. It's amazing work. Um and that's all I have today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard that James Cameron wanted so the director cuts together their cut. You know, they're like, okay, of all the millions of things that we cut, here are all the things that I want to be in the movie, which of course is going to be much longer than what actually ends up being the movie. You think of Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. Which actually, you never think of Jack just as bad. You actually, never think of that. <laughs> so apparently, James Cameron puts together his first cut of Avatar: The Way of Water, and then he wants them to animate, do the CGI for that whole cut, <laughs> knowing that half of that material is not going to make it onto the screen. Okay. <laughs> to which I would say, okay, incredibly expensive, waste of resource, waste of t- money and time. But then I say, well, the movie has already made $2 billion. So I guess do whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, yes, but I don't know if those people see that money. You well, know what I mean? that's like, so true. There's a, there's <laughs> so a, a thing that I'm not well enough first in to really talk about. But like VFX companies are famously going out of business. People aren't getting <gasps> paid even for doing work on movies that are making a lot of money, getting all the awards. The like famous Wait. example is that there's like one company that went bankrupt and then <gasps> received the Oscar for best visual effects <gasps> for Life of Pi. And it was like, well, how does this work? How is this happening? Wait, this literally doesn't make sense because all the movies that make the most money are CGI movies, as we literally just referenced earlier right. in this podcast. And I mean, but, and, but it's this thing where it's like directors have a vision and the writing calls for whatever it calls for. And then, but to actually like make convincing <laughs> CGI yeah. things, it's like yeah. you'll spend forever on somebody's eyebrow. And then yeah. somebody's and like, actually, your movie- we're cutting that. And it's like, okay, well, wait. Or or worse, they want revisions. And it's like, well, if you could have just gotten a little bit more sure about what you wanted, if you'd have <laughs> drawn you it out on paper. to do in the first place. Right. <laughs> do a little mock-up, then maybe I wouldn't have spent 20 hours doing something that I'm going to have to 
redo and can't rebuild for. Damn. It's giving, it's James Cameron is like, yeah, it's good. The water's a little too viscous. <laughs> Can the water be a little thicker? Just throughout. This is the whole movie. <laughs> I'm imagining. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're taking notes on, on, on a project or something. It just thicker mm-hmm. throughout. Just, just that's it. But that's like <laughs> truly a hundred hours of somebody's life that you've just. Right. That's. The whole <laughs> that's reanimating the whole thing, right? Right. It's like, oh, I actually only have a a couple of tiny notes. notes. Um, I think this cut should come maybe a second or two faster. Um, I thought what you did at the end was really great. Um, I would say the water <laughs> throughout should be um red instead of blue. <laughs> right? <laughs> Can you all do that? <laughs> Can you just you know a couple quick changes? You know, just like kind of click and drag and make it different. Right. And this scene is also happening at night instead of daytime. So that should be <laughs> really quite fast. I've actually decided it takes place in the winter. Um, but people so, make those decisions all the time. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, they do. Anywho. If you're a VFX artist out there, I not how you do it, honestly. We're in awe of your work. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, Kenyon, there's, there's been so much that has gone on since the last time that we recorded an episode, including Tar, Avatar, <laughs> The Way of Water, Avatar, the crossover. Um, <laughs> that, that, that was good. No, that was good. I've, um, Kenyon, I've made you a little quiz. Oh, my words. Um, a little quiz about the goings-on in the world uh, since last we recorded an episode. Mm. Um, all, the, all the questions are multiple choice. Thank goodness. Okay, I'm okay. so good at that. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so, uh, are you ready? As I'll ever be. Okay, great. Um, the first one, you've kind of alluded to already. Uh, and the, kind of a warm-up, I'm, I'm sure you'll remember, but just to kind of highlight all that's happened, you know? Mm-hmm. I... The first question is, what iconic moment in queer history did we actually record a return episode for that has not, has not made it to, to air? Mm-hmm. Okay. Your first option is uh, Leah Michelle taking over in Funny Girl. Okay. Second option is uh, the film Fire Island, giving us everything that we <laughs> needed and more. The third option would be Renaissance, Beyonce dropping the album of the year, if you ask me. Uh, yeah. Um, and the fourth option being uh, Brittany Griner returning home. Wow. I mean, I if I could do it all over again, it would be the Fire Island, just because that, that sounds like a funny episode to, to do. Um <laughs> But also it was important that we did the episode that this was, which is the Renaissance episode. It was the Renaissance episode. Um, It was the Renaissance episode. And I was worried at the time of us recording it that our takes were going to be, you know, old by the time (laughs) that episode was released. (laughs) I mean, but sometimes it's nice to let things, you know, just marinate. You know, sometimes the later takes are the best takes. Uh, That's true. Sometimes the first take is what you got to go with. (laughs) 
the later takes are pruned and wise. Okay, you're doing great so far. This next question has to do with a show that I know is important to you uh, because it is very important to me. (laughs) (laughs) And it is a a question about... uh, Ruth Paul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, in drag, there's, of course, the flagship U.S. Drag Race. Um, but there are actually many different iterations and and franchises of RuPaul's Drag Race across the, the globe. Now, the question is, how many queens have been crowned winners of their seasons since last we recorded an episode? Was it four, six, eight? Or 10. Oh my gosh. Okay, they're all even numbers, which is terrifying. Let's just say it. <laughs> um, I mean, as someone who doesn't watch this show at all, <laughs> I'm gonna... It couldn't possibly be 10. Like, there couldn't have been 10 seasons in less than a year. But I know they are out here doing, like, w- really so much. Really so much. <laughs> so much. <laughs> You said four, six, six, eight, and ten. Let's go with the cute eight. And then it was ten. No way. No. Yeah. No. It was ten. There have been Should... ten winners of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's give April. me the breakdown. How many of that are for the same like version of the show? Those are for all different <laughs> versions of the show. <laughs> I mean, from a business model perspective, they really nailed it. No, it's brilliant. They said, it's absolutely brilliant. We'll take the same little product, <laughs> we'll slap a new label on it. Yes. And we'll say new and That is what they said. Okay. We'll say, <laughs> but this time with more flavor. <laughs> we have um, the US season 14, then wow. US All Stars season seven, um, UK season four. Canada season three, uh, Down Under season two, I believe Spain season two, and France season one. Um, Canada versus the world, which is its own thing. What? No, Um, wait. I'm going to have to get an explanation (laughs) of that. (laughs) Well, there's this new kind of like international all-stars franchise, but it kind of gets passed around. So the first season was UK versus the world, and then the second season was Canada versus the world. Again, business-wise, shrewd. Shrewd. Um, and then the last two are um, Italy and the Philippines. So. Wow. Okay, and did you watch them all? You know, I certainly did not. Um, of, these, <laughs> of those 10 seasons, I watched three. <laughs> Respectful. I had, to, I had to stop at some point. <laughs> There's only so much that one can watch. <laughs> There's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> loving it. Loving it. Okay. Um, next question. Uh, we we missed a Met Gala, which I know is another <laughs> another pop cultural moment near and dear to your heart. Very. Uh, which is why I know you'll be able to recognize the theme. Which of these four <laughs> themes was the theme of the Met Gala in May of 2022? Was it American woman fashioning a national identity? Was it In America, an anthology of fashion? <laughs> was it 
the model as muse embodying fashion? Or was it about time, fashion, and duration? Uh, I'm going to go with B, a man, a plan, a Panama Canal, whatever that is. <laughs> that I remember when they released that, and I said, in America, uh, was it a lexicon? No, it actually was an anthology. An anthology, okay. The one that was in 2021 and got pushed to to September, that was a lexicon. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but you were right. It was B in America, an anthology of fashion. <laughs> that's, that mean, that's an anagram for something. Because you wouldn't just put, you wouldn't just put those words next to each other expecting them <laughs> to mean anything. To mean anything. And what really is the difference between a lexicon of fashion versus an anthology? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. You're doing great. Two for three. Um, okay, this next one, we're going we're gonna to lower the lights a little bit. Mm. This is our in memoriam segment. Um. Okay. Of these four icons, um, only one of them died before we last recorded an episode. Okay. As in which episode? The, our most recent. <laughs> the, our most recent published okay, episode. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for setting the record straight. Um, we have, and, and they all have, well, they're all dead. <laughs> I'm cutting that out. <laughs> Not you. None of these aren't dead. (laughs) I know. I just was. Not none of these aren't dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not speaking any deaths into existence. All these people are are did in fact die in the last year. All we're cutting all this. (laughs) Okay, we have Gilbert Gottfried, the iconic actor. Uh, Madeline Albright, former Secretary of State. Bill Russell, NBA legend, and Pat Carroll, legendary actress. I really don't know this one. <laughs> and so I'm going to say it's Bill Russell. It was Madeline Albright. <sighs> Bill Russell died over the summer. Madeline Albright just before in March. Wow. Okay. Wow. You're two for four. So this last one, you're really going to have to pull through to emerge victorious, okay? <laughs> I <laughs> Otherwise. Love that. Just as a side, sidebar. I love it when you're playing a game where you're you know, keeping track of points, but then you get to the last question, and then it's like, okay, so the last one is worth one million points. Nothing else mattered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so we're just not, actually, we're okay. not keeping score, are we? Okay. Sorry to bring up Drag Race yet again, <laughs> but in the All-Star season last summer... Uh, it was all winners, okay, iconic. And the way that it worked is that if you there were two winners each week, and if you won, then you got a point, um, what they called a legendary legend star. And <laughs> the, the four people at the end with the most legendary legend stars got to go into kind of the final tournament, lip sync tournament for the crown. Mm-hmm. Um and so in the end, you know, everyone had between one and four stars. Um, and it kind of seemed like if you had three stars, like three stars was was the threshold. Um, if you had three or more, then that would be the small enough group that would make it to the final. Well, then the last challenge was worth three stars. <laughs> Just 
just infuriating. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, well, okay, well, I guess none of the rest of this matter. <laughs> but I, I mean, on the other hand, are we really are we really watching for the winner? Because then we would just fast forward to the, you know, we just. Well, that's so true. That's so true. Episode. We're there to see the 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 art in action. And speaking of art and action, here is your final question. <laughs> wow. Okay. Segways. As, <laughs> as I'm sure you know, and if you didn't know, boy, will you be shocked to hear that Amber Riley won the most recent season of The Masked Singer, performing as the harp. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Iconic. Which makes sense. Uh, right. Because I mean, she's an amazing right. singer. <laughs> Give her everything. Well, you know, Amber Riley now has both won The Masked Singer and Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> which is incredibly iconic. Where's the, equi- like, there's a, there's an equivalent EGOT for, like, all right. of the, like, contest shows. Yes. That we, we um, need we need to get that Masked going. Singer, Dancing with the Stars, um, so Celebrity Apprentice. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> Okay, so Amber Riley was on The Masked Singer performing as Harp. And which of these four songs did she not perform on on The Masked Singer? The three of them she sang, one of them she did not. We have I Have Nothing by the iconic Whitney Houston. Thank You for Being a Friend, the theme from Golden Girls. About Damn Time by Lizzo. And River Deep Mountain High by Tina Turner. Okay, so you've done something, which is picked all great songs. Well, so true. <laughs> that she would sound great on. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> it's either... No, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna say that it's that it's about damn time. You know, it was River Deep Mountain High. She did not perform. About damn time she did sing. And it was iconic. Danny, you gotta go listen to and it was so funny at the time because I guess I was seeing a lot of this on Twitter. Um, but that people, <laughs> you know, it's a mass singer, so you're, you know, not supposed to know who it is, but then it's Amber Riley singing I Have Nothing. And you're like, well, I know exactly who that is. That's Amber <laughs> Riley. <laughs> right. An incredible singer. One of one of our best. Truly. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm gonna need to to do some research on that. <laughs> you know, some things you miss and some things miss you. Say that again. But then some things find you. And they find you at the right time. That is so true. Um, and I find that to be true, <laughs> which is why I'm now saying that it is true. <laughs> um, I'm curious. Well, I'm not just curious. I've been toying with this idea, this uh, <laughs> this category, if you will. This, okay. Uh, this prize, maybe. Um, you know, we're coming up on the Grammys. They're going to give out mm-hmm. a Best New Artist Award. That's true. And, you know... It's supposed to be like, you know, this is the one to watch. We're betting on this girl to have a career. You know, we're... The star. This, this is the, the star that's being born right now. 
this is the one and right. they're the best new artist. Um, <laughs> and I'm curious what the best new artist of your life is, what the best new artist of, of this of, <laughs> of, this, <your> lot. <laughs> of this time for you. You know what I mean? Like looking back on, since we did an episode, what's come onto the scene? Who's the new mm-hmm. girl in town? Who you're like, I'm mm-hmm. betting that this new book, TV show, movie, or practice, uh, dish that you like to cook now, anything new that has come into your life, that you're like, this one's here to stay. And it's going to get good. Mm-hmm. I love this question. I think this is an excellent question. Um, I think this is an excellent question. Because it's not just about what's new, but it's about, like, what is actually adding something. You know, like, what gets to stick around. Which is so, like, so often we just prioritize what's new. We only privilege what's new. But something being new doesn't mean that it's good. Mm. So, I love this question. Um, mine is, like... Mine is not really a cheating answer, but it is kind of. Um, but because the the person associated with this, I've been a fan of for a while. But the work I had actually not listened to um, until very recently. Um, and that is a strange loop that I had not... That I'm like Michael R. Jackson Hive. Like, I'm very much here in this world to support Michael R. Jackson. Um, But his show, A Strange Loop, which won Best Musical at the Tonys last year um, and has been around for a while, I I had not listened to it. And I got the chance to see it a couple weeks ago before it closed on Broadway. Um, And because, you know, like, I'm this way, and I don't know why I'm this way, but I am like... You know, the best way to hear a score is to be seeing it in the show. Yeah. You know, like, that's what it's for. Yeah. So when I can, I'm like, okay, if I know I'm going to go see something, like, I don't want to listen to it before because I want it all to happen. Like, I want to experience it as it exists in situ, you know? <laughs> um, on, situ. <laughs> and so I went and saw A Strange Loop finally, and... Well, it was truly amazing. Wow. Like, immediately, easily one of my favorite shows and favorite scores. Wow. Um, I found it to be incredibly moving. Like, and and how I know that it is here to (laughs) I know that it's here to stay. I just flung my finger. Accusing me. (laughs) How I know it's here to stay is that there were songs that like there were two songs in particular being Inner White Girl and Memory Song, that in the theater, I immediately started crying as they started playing. And now, whenever I turn them on, I'm like, wait, I'm crying right now. I'm immediately (laughs) crying. That there's something about, like... I mean, part of it is about the... Like, where it is in the show, but it's not exactly... Like, Memory Song comes at the end, and so it is, like, this cumulative, like, climactic moment. But it's not even that, like, something particularly dramatic is expressed in either of these songs, but it's like, or, like, not something, like, plot-wise particularly Mm -hmm. dramatic, but it does just reveal something that feels so, like, intimate and essential and, um, like, vulnerable and real that, like, that I feel tinges of myself. Um, that 
it's just so immediately moving. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. g- glowing best new artist award. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's it for me. I mean, it really is like, it's a type of thing, you know, where you have like songs that are, you're like, oh, I love this song. And then it comes on when you're walking down the street and you're like, why am I crying on the street? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what these are. Wow. So it's really, it's got the staying power. Yeah. I mean, it's really got that staying power. Wow. I love. What about you? What are, what is, what's been, what's got the staying power in your life? Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. I, I recently went caroling for the first time. Like for the holidays? For the holidays. Oh. Um, our good, great, gracious friend, <laughs> Caleb, um, had a little, a little caroling gathering. Um, and it was my first time, it was my first time going caroling, which doesn't make any sense to me. I can't believe that. It doesn't make any sense. You never did. It's part of a choir or as an annoying gay child. (laughs) I mean, you would think that I would say absolutely yes to both of those, but this is like, no, this is my first time like going like in a neighborhood, just like we're going caroling. We're just, yeah. I'm just going to go sing at people. Who didn't ask for us <laughs> to sing it though? <laughs> um, well, actually, I've done a lot of that. In my life. Well, <laughs> and been paid for it too. <laughs> um, it was just, oh my gosh, it was so fun. It was I love that. It was so fun. We had musicians, non musicians. We had people from out of town. We had people who grew up in the area. It was just like a collection of people. Nobody knew everybody. And we all just like worked out how we we're gonna sing some songs, and then walked around with a, a guitar and a keyboard, knocking on people's doors. Wow, unbelievable fun! And also, the the ire with which some people uh, <laughs> glowered at us. No, certainly <laughs> from their well, doors. And to that, I'm like, why'd you open the door? <laughs> what do you think was gonna happen? Okay, so the first house that we went to, it was a, a, a Supposed to be a friend of Caleb's. We, <laughs> supposed to be a friend, <laughs> well, an alleged we, friend. We knocked on the door. <laughs> and <laughs> this this older gentleman comes to the window, sees, you know, an associated <gasps> gaggle of of youthful songsters. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a lexicon of fashion. Um, <laughs> and, a lexicon of something. You're right. And proceeds to close his blinds and try to go upstairs. <laughs> right. And we, Caleb As is I like, would. no, it's me. Like, no, you know me. And he's looking and it's like, <laughs> I might have known you, but right now, I will but not no know no more. <laughs> Somehow, finally, we get him to open the door. And Caleb's like, we're going to sing for you. And he's like, well, you better now. And it was like, okay, wow, tough crowd, tough audience. He was like kind of mean mugging. And we start our little silent night, whatever we've got going on. <laughs> By the end, he's glowing, shaking hands. He's <gasps> oh like, thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks so much, this really... And we had that experience like at a couple different spots where people really opened the door being like, I really wish you wouldn't. And at the end, it was like, <laughs> you know what? Thank you, because... This was this was seasonal joy that I Aww. didn't even know I wanted. And I just love it's like 
I love doing that. So that's going to stay. That's so lovely. We're going to do that again. This really speaks to me because I feel like that would be my experience. I would be like, no, don't do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then at the end be like, you know what? That was really lovely. It was it was quite good. It was quite nice. Okay. Now, my experience with caroling and carolers is that it's a pretty ragtag bunch. Um, I certainly remember, I remember like being like a Boy Scout and we would go and like carol at nursing homes. Pause. You're a Boy Scout? You didn't know that? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I was a Boy Scout. Remember I used to wear that, I had that Boy Scout shirt. That I thought that was like kind of an aesthetic <laughs> choice of yours. <laughs> I thought that was really progressive gay fashion. <laughs> well, and it was, Maybe but I yes. had it because I was a voice. <laughs> yeah, we did the cars. We made the car. My dad would cut the cars. So who did the um, cars? The box cars. Well, we would make our troop would make cars, but my dad would cut them. That was like his contribution gotcha. for the year, really. Um. I went. <laughs> I went camping several many times. No, part of what was so funny is that everyone in my Boy Scout troop was gay, and so <laughs> our dads would be like, "Come on, guys, we're gonna you know tie knots or whatever the fuck we were doing," and we'd be like, "No, we're gonna run around." <laughs> that that sounds like so much fun. <laughs> no, it was honestly very fun. Um, wow. But when I was a Boy Scout, we would uh, go caroling at, like, nursing homes around the holiday season. But it was, like, you know, 12, 10-year-old boys, and we'd be like, Jingle bells, jingle bells! You know, it wasn't pleasant to listen to, I imagine. Um, and so what was was that your... I mean, you're describing... You said you had a guitar, you had a piano. Was there an orchestration? Was there an arrangement? <laughs> like, what What level of... What's the musical level of this caroling? I mean, we sounded... I think it was pleasant. And it's hard to say when you're within. <laughs> when you're within. Well, that's true. Um, and, you know, we had people like who were like, I'm not... I don't sing. I don't, I'm just here to, Work. like, just just have have the fun and, and join the, the throng, as it were, in song. <laughs> join the throng. In song. Um, well, yeah, I mean, Kayla was playing guitar. Another person had brought, like, a little, like, a, you know, like a Casio keyboard that was just, like, portable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we we had kind of, like, settled on the roadmap for different songs. Because our, our set okay. list was Silent Night, and then <laughs> Feliz Navidad. And oh, then course. if you were really, if you were, like, were, like, no, give me more, like... I want it. By Britney Spears. <laughs> you all have Gimme More. <laughs> then we would sing, All I Want for Christmas is You. Oh, wow. So giving the full fantasy. Exactly. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby. <laughs> exactly. And that one did require some, some finesse sing of the okay. structure. It was like, okay, do we all know these words? Right. Does Mariah know all these words? Yeah, well. Who's good? Are we singing all the ad-libs? Who knows the bridge? <laughs> and who's doing the ad-libs, okay? <laughs> right. So we did have to, just a little bit of, but it wasn't, it wasn't that great. I think we like, okay. we sang before. I mean, you like only had three songs. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very lovely. It was nice. It was really quite nice. 
basically did wake up <laughs> this poor child. Oh my god! Did Wait, what did, is this giving Christmas Eve or is it like early twenties, like twenty first, twenty second, <laughs> something like that? Okay, so like we're fully we're inside of the season. Yeah, um, yeah, totally fair game. Right, but you know it was like seven, eight, nine o'clock in that like two hour window, and we knock. We like would start singing as he walked up to the person's house, and then we would knock on the door. <laughs> to kind this of just, is so camp. I love this. <laughs> to kind of just bypass the awkward, like, can we sing? Are we one? Yeah, two, it's like we're already three. singing. It's just you like, know, you know what's going we're on. We're doing that little silent night on ooze, you know. <laughs> and okay, wait, what? What is? It can't be thrown together, and then it's silent night on ooze. It's it's just not that hard though to be like sing Silent Night on a ooh, and then we'll all look Were at each other and involved? say, "Well, be honest." I we didn't teach any harmonies, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was there. Other uh, great singer Trey Brunell. Everyone should know oh, that name. Well, so true. There. Everyone should know that name. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, um, but we did we did wake up. A child who was like standing fully wow. in PJs. And Aww, the, dad, who vibes. the dad looked kind of like, I kind of just got them down. But then <laughs> changed very quickly to, oh, wait, come, come, come. There are carolers. Like, come. <laughs> this little girl, she came, she listened for all of 25 seconds, rubbed her eyes, and left the doorway. She That's said, very sleep was better funny. than this. She said, "I have. To, I'm tired. <laughs> I am too tired for this shenaniganery." Right. Anyway, that sounds very lovely. Caroling, so now you're a caroler. It's staying. It's gonna stay. Love that. Erg. Carol. Speaking of Kate Blanchett. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious if you would let the people in on on what we're doing this uh, this round of We Love That. What's the thought? Ooh, in our little return moment. Right. We've got a lot of shoulders going on. <laughs> um, so here we are. We're back. Um, and we're interested in recording the podcast. We love that and getting it out to the people who are you all listening to us. Um, and so in that spirit, <laughs> um, we're going to... Be, we're putting together a little bit of a season. Um, so, of course, this is the first episode that you're hearing. And we've got a couple of great episodes in the bag? In the, what do we say? What would in one the, say? In the, in the vault. In the works. In the vault? In the works? In On the, the runway. Coming On down the runway. The <laughs> Coming in, down the pike the is funnel. really what I was going for. I was going to say in the pike. But I don't think that's right. Mm. Continue. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so we have some episodes that we're, we're recording and, and we'll be putting out. Um, but in one of those future episodes, we're going to do kind of a... a we're going to fill in a cultural, a cultural something that we feel the other is missing. Um, that that we love and that we want the other person to love too so that we can kind of come together and regroup and check in on this new thing that we've introduced to one another. Yeah. I mean, when you came to me with this idea, I was uh, in love with it. Cause it's like what something 
that you love that I don't yet know that I should really be loving. It's almost like it yes. belongs on a podcast called We Love. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. I think you're going a little too far with it. You, you might it's be a, right. The idea is a little simpler than that. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. Okay. It's just to share things that we love <laughs> with each other. <laughs> mm, okay. Okay. Yeah, for sure. For sure. No. Um, okay. So my assignment for you is to listen to A Strange Loop. I've already extolled its praises. Um, and, well, you're just going to live and die. I can't wait to do both of those things. Very good. <laughs> Together with you here on the pod. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be great. I'm, And mine for you um, is the double album, Judy at Carnegie Hall. Okay, now Judy. <laughs> Talking Judy Garland. I love her. Okay. <laughs> and I just, I can't say anything more about it other than it's immersive. Ooh. Like, get get into it. And we'll come back okay, on, a, on a further episode, you know, mm-hmm. down. And we'll break it all down. We'll feel the groove. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, I'm so excited for that. And also just for everything else that's that's in store for the pod. This yeah. these next few episodes where we're talking about uh collaboration far and wide. Mm. Um just like us. Wow. Just like us. Yeah. Well, Kenyon, it's good to be back. It's so good. Um, what the people don't know is that we only talk to each other when we're recording this podcast. So been a long uh, <laughs> ten months. <laughs> I actually don't know who you are anymore. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) We love that you love, we love that. This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him. With music by Sophia Campomore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com. Bye. The remote was the last innovation that we needed. (laughs) And I mean that. And boy, do I mean that. In fact, the only innovation should be that everything should be remote controlled. But I think that's actually, that was where people started. Like, what if we could remote control everything? And then that's how we got. Oh, that's how you get kind of, you know. Robots AI, et cetera. Mm, Right. I see. Okay, never mind. (laughs)